0: I'm Mike Hayes, and my guest this morning is Lee Roche. Uh, you're all familiar uh, with Lee, who will be. Are you presenting? at uh, Well, first, I should start over again. I've already said good morning because we've been off the air talking for a few minutes. Uh, so, hey, good morning, Lee. I don't want everybody to just think I was being rude. He didn't even say hello. Hello. <laughs> good, good morning, Mike. <laughs> good morning. All right. So free speech on college campuses, Constitution Day event at Viterbo. Are you speaking or just speaking to me about it?
1: I'm speaking to you about it. Uh, The Turbo uh, and their uh, Center for Ethics is, uh, the Reinhardt Center for Ethics is putting on the program in a partnership agreement with Leader Ethics. And so uh, we're jointly promoting it and we run in a, Uh, well-recognized speaker on the topic, and so uh, we're hoping that we get a good turnout from the public. It's an important uh, topic to cover.
0: I am sure. Every time Leader Ethics has uh, a presentation of some sort, and that's the half of this uh, uh, joint venture that uh, you represent, it is always well-attended, and I'm sure that people will be interested in the state of free speech on college campuses these days, in particular since it seems to be dramatically different than when you and I were, well, not when you were on on campus because you cheated and stuck around as a worker. But back when you were <laughs> back when you were a student and I was a student, things free speech on campus meant something very different. When did it change, yeah. and, and why?
1: Well, I think there's a, a number of uh, factors that gone into that, uh, Mike. But I, there's a study by Pew Research that showed um, that. Um, there was a dramatic shift in the Americans' confidence in the public's political wisdom uh, that happened uh, around 2007, 2008. Um, And, for example, in 1997, 64% of the public had a great deal of confidence in the the public's political wisdom. That's now 34%. (laughs) And so, uh, you know, when you have that kind of shift in um, in the, I guess, the political divide, it breaks down trust. And the college campuses are, they're not exempt from that. In fact, they're probably uh, ground zero in many ways sure. uh, for that change.
0: Well, and, and I blame college campuses and the media for fostering that divide because uh, you know as well as I do, if you if you aren't a Biden supporter, then you're a horrible horrible person and probably doing illegal things and probably should be prosecuted and probably should be in jail because anybody who likes Donald Trump is a horrible person, period. End of conversation. No more free speech. You're just out.
1: Well, you know, I think that's, that's describing exactly what the concern is that we have, you know, we have to be able to uh, respect differences of opinion. Right. And, uh, and we, and, and it starts with, listening and if you can hear from other people's perspectives you can get a better sense of what is is behind their 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 beliefs and their values um and you can't do that when people are isolated in separate camps it just doesn't work
0: well if you could isolate them in soundproof camps then allow the speakers to speak and people can listen if they choose to, or yell and scream if they choose to, but not be interrupting the speakers.
1: Well, it takes it, it takes talking about how important that is, uh, Mike, at the front end, um, in order for people to respect that That's what the intent has to be, right? Um, and uh, it, and it's it's a challenge right now because um, right now the most vocal the people you hear the most from are on the extremes of this political divide. And the majority of people uh, are are much more willing to listen and appreciate differences of opinion. Uh, But they're 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 being drowned out. Right. And (laughs) and and that's really what we have to be working on is trying to get people to respect that. um, You know, we need to hear from the majority and we need to hear from the people that want to get different perspectives and want to uh, understand things better. And uh, that's why we're bringing in our speaker. Hence, uh, sad
0: sad to think that you might, uh, as a person in the audience, you have to take a little test first, because if you test radical or if you test extremist, you're not allowed in because you're more likely to be a yelly, screamy, kind of person that nobody wants to hear because they all came to hear this speaker. Sometimes they want to hear that speaker because they agree. Sometimes they want to hear that speaker because they don't agree, but they want to know why. This program is a great example of that. I don't agree with everybody's opinion, but you are so passionate about your opinion. I want to know why you feel that way in case I want to adjust my opinion. There's no yelling and screaming, at least not from me. Why? Why? Why isn't education still part of free speech? Well,
1: uh, it's it's a journey we have to be on, uh, Mike, because that's a it's a cornerstone for uh, our Democratic Republican. That is free speech, um, and you know, free speech is not going to be comfortable. Uh, you know, the Supreme Court actually, uh, in their uh, 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 ruling, determined that. Uh, lying is <laughs> still free speech. Free speech and sure. so that's a that's an interesting thing about our our democratic republic, but it's still critical because um the in the absence of that you really are going to a different set of assumptions and we lose the freedom that we have as uh,
0: as Americans. Then you end up hearing people yelling your truth, my truth because my experts say this and your experts are liars. And I'm not listening to your experts. Everybody, shut up and put on a mask, or stay at home, yeah. or you know, my guys know about the vaccine. Your guys are extremists, and I'm not listening. And and we don't learn anything.
1: We don't. And you know, I uh, I also need to challenge the college campuses to find ways to get dialogue in a in a college environment
0: Yikes. in okay. a way
1: that encourages listening. Uh, I mean, there are ways that you can ha- have um, topics brought forward and using more of a roundtable approach where you allow everyone to speak first uh, before you have the cross-conversation. And and if you use those approaches, you can better cross, um, you can develop a better cross-understanding of the respective values that people have. Um, and so the colleges need to be thinking about this as well. It's not just the student and the environment that we are in the divided environment uh it's the need to find solutions
0: the uh, the uh, free speech on college campuses constitution day presentation is next tuesday the 19th at the weber center uh, for the performing arts the one thing i can't find quickly is what time lee it's seven o'clock seven o'clock thank you there we got that and i appreciate you spending time with me this morning i am sure the weber center will be packed Hopefully it will be packed with people who want to learn and listen. We'll get a chance to talk a little more about that later this week with uh, Sam Sinkta, who has a very similar perspective on learning by not yelling.